It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at Three Point Pod. The fellows will get it rolling right after this from our partners. Memorial Healthcare's Monday Walk-In Sports Injury Clinic has returned with the start of fall sports season, 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. every Monday through October 17th. Athletes will be seen on a walk-in basis every Monday from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics, located in the now building's second floor, Suite 200, on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso. X-rays can be done for immediate review and upon insurance authorization, patients can be scheduled for an MRI, CT scan, or any other further imaging needs. For more info, call Memorial Healthcare Center for Orthopedics at 989-541-BONE. That's 989-541-2663 or online at memorialhealthcare.org. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Well, welcome to episode 239 of Three Point Podcast. We're proudly partnered with Memorial Healthcare, home of the new now Community Wellness Center. Make sure you check out the fall open house on November 16th from 4 to 7. Tours, raffles, smoothie samples from the big salad, all kinds of other specials, including 50% off enrollment fees and a big tabletop show with over 30 vendors. And it all takes place November 16th at the now building on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso, Michigan. We're also teamed up with Sky Mint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry, many locations throughout the state of Michigan. They still are honoring that coupon code 3.20 at the front of the store. 20% off Sky Mint products, only new customers can use that the first time out. Also, if you're a customer in another dispensary, hey, make the switch. Check out Sky Mint Cannabis. All right, they have the good stuff. That's what they like to say. Also, we want to thank our local partners, AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse and Hit and Pitch, Crow Real Estate and Auction, NCG Cinemas. They're partnered up for us with us for the big MSU Michigan game. We'll tell you more about that in a second. Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Service Scene. Got a fun podcast in store for you with sports director Sam Ali of Mid Michigan Now, Channels 25 and Fox 66, and host of For the Win, and also ABC 12's Brandon Green, host of The Highlight Zone. And uh, we'll get it all going in just a minute, but let's talk a little bit about our giveaway. We got a Jim Harbaugh football that we're going to be giving away and a whole bunch more, but it's all courtesy of the great people at NCG. Yes, sir. NCG Cinemas is the official movie theater sponsor of Three Point Podcast. Visit NCG to see all the newest movie releases in comfort by reserving one of our VIP reclining seats. 
Plus, NCG also has free refills of popcorn and soft drinks, so you get the most value out of your movie-going experience. See you there at Owasso. NCG City. That's where I used to go all the time. I remember they used to have a deal back in the day. I don't know if they do anymore. If you brought your movie stub, your movie ticket stub to Taco Bell, you got like a free taco. So that was like that was like our Friday, Saturday night when I was, you know, middle school, high school. You go to a movie, you take your ticket stub over to Taco Bell, get a taco. Or actually, actually, um uh the bowling alley right there. Um, why am I blinking on the Usually name? Capital Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Capital Bowl. Bowl. If you took your movie tickets sub there too, you get like free shoes. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I that, MCG, that, that's where that's, you go. That's no longer a thing. It'd be awesome if it okay. was, <laughs> even though I'm not a, a big Taco Bell guy, but uh no, I tell you what, the, the movie going experience for for the people of, you know, maybe my generation who have basically almost phased it out, it's still incredible, man. Like when I saw Top Gun Maverick, that still sticks with me. I mean, what a yeah. great uh, time that was at NCG Owasso, man. I, I love going to the theater. There's nothing like it. I got to ask you, Jared, you're the big superhero guy. Are you looking forward to uh, Black Adam with uh, The Rock? No, 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 no. Not at all. I'm not a DC. Those movies are have been not that great. Um, to this point. But, but to here's me. the thing about always going to the theater is it's always going to be a good time, man. I, right. Whether it's The Rock, whether it's, you know, a DC movie, a Marvel movie, it's, we I mean, just get the popcorn, get a nice little frozen Coke and just enjoy yourself, man. But just no, I, I would say of all the movies, that's not what I'm looking forward to. Part of, part of the cool thing with NCG, I had, so both of my sisters worked there at, at one point. Uh, my, my sister, one of my sisters now husband, he worked there also. Whenever I went, I I never had to pay, and I always got literally garbage bags of popcorn. <laughs> oh my! They, they would just bring me my friends garbage bags of popcorn. I remember and just go to town. I, I remember seeing people hauling those out periodically. That's <laughs> that's pretty cool. And our daughter Amy worked there as well, and we had yeah, some of that good. It's yeah. like a rite of passage, man. If you're a teenager in Corona or Owasso, chances are you either have a friend that worked there or you yourself worked there. Well, one yeah, final it's plug. Awesome. Go one ahead, final Ted. plug for NCG is, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but I like the uh, East Lansing one, too. And they have uh, UFC on the big screen coming up November 12th and December 10th. I mean, if you're a UFC fan, you know, and you watch it on your 50-inch screen at home, why not go watch it on the incredible. big giant movie screen with that with that uh, great audio system? It's just a great spot. Heck, yeah. A little, uh, a little maybe inside baseball, maybe something I shouldn't tell. But, you know, whatever. It's tell on it. the podcast. So my brother-in-law, like I said, he's he's managing them. He's he's still involved with NCG. Uh, when he was managing one down in Indiana, we would go and we would plug in our Xbox 360s oh, yeah. to the theaters oh, and play, wow. play Halo on <laughs> on the movie theaters. That was that was pretty cool. That had to be awesome. Well, it was after hours, of course. It was after yeah, hours. Yeah, always heard rumors you know. of that, but man, that would be an absolute blast. Yeah, it was fun. Well, we're going to get into a little Michigan-Michigan State talk. And at that Michigan-Michigan State game over at Rivals Tap House and Grill, we have an autographed football courtesy of NCG and Jim Harbaugh, a Jim Harbaugh autographed football. So any of our Michigan fans are going to love it. And Michigan State fans might want to do it and do something bad to it. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) But we got all kinds of other good giveaways. Uh, We got uh, free food. We've got ESPN swag. And we've got... uh, koozies to give away so it's gonna be a lot of fun gonna happen at halftime of michigan michigan state and we'll get into that in just a bit and like we've said like rivals we hype them up we love them as partners they've been Mm -hmm. on board since day one so we we love them as partners but it is such a great spot to go watch the game i mean the food is good the drinks are good tvs everywhere you know the atmosphere is awesome they've got a huge big screen so 
if you're if you're not sure what you're doing for the game, go up there and have your chance to win some prizes and watch the game. I, I, I wish I was back in town for it. I would, I I would head up there too. I recommend reserving the table if you're planning on it too. And I already have, so it'll be a, it'll be a good setup. But it's going to be. 10 foot screen. It's going to be, the game will be on. They'll be on most of the other screens. There might be some world series action. I don't know. They'll throw on a couple screens, but it's going to be, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Night game, Michigan, Michigan state. Are you guys on board with the whole blue out thing? Love it. Like that. It's cool. I'll I'll be curious to see it like under the lights, you know? Yeah. That's what concerns me a little bit. The maze just looks outstanding. It does. Uh, It should be a great atmosphere, man. I'm not sure what what Michigan's planning for their uniforms. As far as I've seen, they haven't dropped, but they should be incredible. I have a good feeling about them, so. I'm curious to hear the turnout, Ted. You'll you'll have to take some pictures or, you know, at least keep us posted on on the turnout at Rivals. That'll be be a cool event. Jared, you going to be able to make it up? No, actually, I mean, we'll save save this movie for a little bit later in the pod. Uh, I've actually been planning – tailgate i've actually never been to a tailgate at a michigan game a michigan state game the only game i've actually been to a tailgate of is at notre dame believe it or not so i'm excited to see what what matt uh basically uh blesses his childhood on uh formative (laughs) years of attending those tailgates on saturday so i'm telling you man there's there's nothing Nothing like it tailgating on the golf course down there i don't know i don't know what you're doing our friends are at pioneer high school okay yeah golf course is better but pioneer's okay we used to have some friends who they posted up. They had a motorhome. They would post by the um, by the high school there, so we tailgate there. But our friends at Blue by Ninety, uh, they yeah. have like a huge tailgate. So if if you guys are looking to migrate over oh, yeah. there, so stop by there, something to check out. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, that's for the actual game. Michigan, 22-point favorite, over-under set at 54-and-a-half. Uh, you guys are going to slap me for saying this. I've never felt better going to do a Michigan-Michigan State game in my entire life. I am. I, I usually – even last year, I was like, we're, we're screwed. Um, in years past, even when we had the Jabril team that, you know, barely kind of eked out an ugly win against the Lewerke when we had a really good team then, I still didn't feel great heading into that game. Heading into, into Saturday's Saturday night's game, I'm going to be on the premises. I'm going to be tailgating. Uh, I, I'm confident, man. I, ha- I have no worries. I really do think we're going to roll this team by four scores. I-, I think you take Michigan to cover the 22 points. It's a lot of points in this rivalry, man. But I really do feel that strongly about this team and how these two teams match up. It- it's a match made in heaven for Michigan. The crowd's going to be electric. Uh, the the I think we're going with all uh, blue or navy, whatever you want to call Michigan's blue color. Uh, we're, we're just ready to roll, man. And I can't wait to see Corum put on a show, whether it's Corum, whether it's Edwards, whether it's Andrew Anthony maybe from the clouds, J.J. McCarthy, whoever is going to be the hero of this game, uh, I'll be the first one there to, to you know give a big old kiss on the cheek. I can't wait. 
No, you're right. All, all everything, the analysts, if we put on our analyst hats, everything points to Michigan should win this game by three or four scores. They, they've got an advantage. Almost literally, they've got an advantage at every position. You know, like I, I don't know what position you would take a Michigan State player over a Michigan player. Maybe Jalen Reed. You know, that's maybe the one spot. And that's what I go to. Not only just the rivalry thing, Ted, you've seen a billion of these games that play out completely different than the experts expect. So you take that into account. I do think Thorne and Reed and, you know, that passing attack of Michigan State, if they come out and they're just like, we're going to go full Rocky Lombardi in 2020 and just throw it all over and try and 50 50 passing attempts for Thorne. And we're like, we're not even going to try and run because we know we don't really have a running attack. We're just going to air it out and hope Michigan gets a bunch of pass interference, you know, just hope a bunch of lucky stuff happens, you know, crazy things could happen, you know, who, who knows. And I think that's like that, that's the shot. If, if Michigan agree. just plays their, if Michigan plays their game, I think they're going to be fine, but yeah, you, know, I mean, you, you just you, never know. You never you, know what's going to happen. You have to look at it on paper. Obviously the Wolverines would be favored and should win, but since you brought up Rocky Lombardi, that's all you have to say is Rocky Lombardi. I mean, it, Stranger things can happen. You know, of course, this is not the same right. Michigan team as that was. Right. But there have definitely been lesser teams come up for one given day, maybe a bad break. They fumble the ball. You know, there's all kinds of things that can happen in a game of football. So I'm not going to go on record and just say Michigan's going to roll. I definitely think Michigan's going to win, but I'll be happy with a one point win. Won't right. won't bother me. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to be I a war. Love, man. I'm going to be honest. I won't be happy with a one-point win, as crazy as that sounds. Mm -hmm. This is our one time to really, really send a message uh, about this rivalry and where it's headed. Michigan State is not good. Michigan has arguably their best team that we've seen my lifetime. I would say at this point, through this many games in a season, they're the best they've ever looked. It's time to really, you know, kind of bring the hammer. I, I, and maybe I'm crazy for saying that. It's what we've seen last year and the fact Harbaugh's never beat Mel Tucker – it's a 20 point victory or bust. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. And I know that that's going to come back and haunt me. Maybe Matt will clip it and <laughs> stay wins. but that's really how I feel. I really want to see blood. I want Mel Tucker to be sitting on a throne. That's red hot after this game because tuck, tuck going, not tuck tuck going. going. That's what I want to see. Uh, and, and if you're a state fan, if you keep this game close, you celebrate it yeah. uh, because it shouldn't be. Uh, and that just shows that Mel Tucker still knows how to get the troops rallied for a big game against Michigan, which we always knew D'Antonio knew how to do. Mel Tucker seems to have that same sort of magic in him. Uh, this should be a four-point Michigan victory. Anything less, I don't think we accept it. Yeah, it, it should be. Like like we said, every, everything's there for Michigan to just handle this game. And, <laughs> you know, they're better everywhere. They should. Right. But, you know, Mel Tucker, like you said, he's 2-0 and against Jim Harbaugh. And we've seen some of the players. Donovan Edwards came out and basically said everything you're saying, Jared. Yeah. He, he came out and said, we basically we're, we're out for blood. We, we don't want to win this game close. He, you know, he said, coach Harbaugh hasn't beaten Mel Tucker. We know that we want to get Paul, the Paul Bunyan trophy back to Ann Arbor. So the players know it. And, you know, but also Michigan state players do too. They have nothing to lose. That's it. That's I mean, it. That's listen to every, deep. right. Listen to everything you're saying, Jared, Michigan state players know they should get trounced. Yeah. Yeah. We should probably lose by three or four scores. So let's go out there and let's just figure something out. Let's try and win. And you know that sometimes that sometimes that can play an advantage in a game when they know that they you know can just make a mistake here or there and it doesn't matter. Go and play loose. Who cares? Yeah, and you know there's going to be a blue out, 
and you know the the atmosphere should be amazing. Jared, you're gonna be all nice and tuned up by the time oh, yeah. the game. Yeah, I don't know about last man. That's a long day. But, it's a long yeah, day. no, it should be it should be awesome. I, I'm curious to see what know, what, what is the plan. Do. What is the plan for you, Jared? Are you? Uh, I know you're tailgating. You're gonna be at uh, Pioneer High School. Are you just going to hang out for the oh, atmosphere so and then watch the game at a bar or on a big screen? No, TV so, I don't know. so we're we're gonna be at Pioneer High School. Is where yeah. we're tailgating at. Basically, I was told to get there at noon. That the, our driver is getting there at 11 to set up. I, I, he's kind of a weird, you know, sort of like country boy who, uh, they, you know, for whatever reasons, like, yeah, we're just gonna sit at the truck all day and we're gonna watch it on TV. I, I mean, that sounds fun and dandy, but my god, it's probably gonna be freezing cold and it's not gonna be. I can't just sit in the tailgate of a truck for 10 hours, man. So I know that's what he wants to do. I'm of the belief, like, let's go to a damn bar. We're in Ann Arbor. Uh, I, we, we could, what the hell is the point of mm-hmm. sitting here in this parking lot? We can go do this at, you know, in Corona outside of rivals and have the same experience with a, with a TV out there. So I, the way I look at it is let's, let's hit the town. Let's go to a few different places and let's really in, embrace this rivalry and the, the, the downtown Ann Arbor, cause it's going to be on fire. It will be at the tailgate, but man, I don't need to sit at a tailgate for 10 hours. I can sit there for seven hours. Then when game time rolls around, hit the bars. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this in my plenty of experience of being in Ann Arbor or East Lansing for games like this. Yes. It would be awesome to go downtown Ann Arbor, go to a bar. It's insane. You're like, good luck. like good luck getting down there. Good luck trying to find a spot. Right. Good luck getting a drink. Once you get in the bar, it's just going to be insane. And I also remember you talking about like <laughs> acting like you're some old wise guy, not wise. I shouldn't say that old, like veteran, like you saying that you're like past, you don't want to be around crowds. Like you don't want to be in the bar where you're elbow to elbow bumping. Right. You got a dude knocking your drink over and then he's trying to fight you because he, you spilled your drink on him. That's what you're going to run into if you go to the bars. Cause it's, you're going to be like this. So if you got nope. a setup, if you've got a TV at your truck, you've got, you know, Wi-Fi. you got set up, you can watch the noon games. You can watch the three 30 games, the atmosphere tailgating there. If the weather is good, obviously awesome. weather, weather plays a big part. It's amazing. Yeah, everyone's going to be throwing a ball around. Everyone's going to be playing cornhole. Everyone's going to be different food and all that kind of stuff. Sky mint. Sky mint's going to, you know, <laughs> nope. probably going to be flowing. I mean, I get what you're saying. That's a long day. You know, you got to like, that, man. but no, it, it's, it, there's own, nothing better. Nothing better. Not on Royal Oak every weekend, you know, getting hammered. So I'm not exactly equipped for a long day like Ted might be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that really is though there's no reason for me to say that it was just funny but um no so i, I you know hopefully i can last all day noon to 7 30 wow seven and a half hours uh like i said you're gonna be elbow to elbow with people at a restaurant i agree with that i'm kind of out on crowds but right. it kind of seems like we're, i mean i've I, I, it was it was it used to shit show man uh i remember like one day or one time when i was going to michigan ohio state game i was in traffic for like two hours yeah getting down to ann arbor so i'm just hoping to kind of dodge all that Maybe the fact that it's a night game will help with that. Not going to be the big time rush at 9 a.m. So right. I'm just excited. Uh, and and Matt, I know you loved it. Uh, sadly, you never got to experience the tailgate when it was a very, very good team. You kind of were in the Rich Rod era. Uh, so maybe maybe it'll be even better than what you expect experience. The, the one thing, though, would be leaving the game. you talking mm-hmm. about traffic. You may as well just stay stay at your truck or at that point walk downtown and go try right. to find find a bar because you're you're not getting out of there at eleven or twelve o'clock whenever the game gets done. Right. But, no man. And then one thing, make sure you got a good TV setup because if you're planning on watching at your your tailgate and the Wi-Fi keeps going out or someone doesn't have a generator for the TV or you know something, it's just a buzzkill. Then you are yeah. like, let's just let's just drive back to Corona. Let's here's just get what's, out of what's here. funny. So the guy who is setting this up, Milwaukee sales rep. 
Uh, oh. So basically, he has all the demos of every single tool. So he's got a generator. He's got the you know the hot spot. <laughs> he's got the 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 tent, the Milwaukee tent to go over the truck. Yeah. So we'll be all set in that sense. So that's kind of just a funny little perfect job to have for a tailgater to be well, well, maybe to maybe take a little lounge chair you know like lawn chair and you might be able to take a break somewhere in the day before the game starts you know and then yeah you regenerate yeah. <laughs> regenerate so what are we thinking uh i mean we've basically said it ted are you you said michigan win close uh, or are you thinking i'll, just that throw, gonna... I'll throw out a score 34 17 something like that okay i, I think 35 7 I have Michigan 35 7. I really do think it's just going to be like a Penn State esque game, just pounding it down their throat. Mm-hmm. McCarthy has maybe one, you know, deep ball to kind of to, to electrify the crowd. But other than right. that, I think it's just going to be the one two punch, Corum and Edwards, and Michigan State's going to have no answer for it. I'm kind of, yeah, I, I want it to be that way. I want them to, to be D'Antonio's last game where Shea Patterson just ran up 50 points or whatever, you know, and, and put D'Antonio back in his, back in his spot. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards Ted. I think maybe it'll be a little close at halftime, you know, maybe a seven, 10 point game. And then second half Michigan pulls away. Wears them like down. That. I know we're I trying know. to get out of here. Do you guys not agree with what I said? Basically it's like, it's kind of almost feels like we have to hammer these guys. Um, yes. I don't know why I feel that way. I just no, feel we, like it. Michigan state used to do it to us all the time when Michigan sucked. So like, you wouldn't be happy with a 34. Favorite. You wouldn't be happy with a 34, 17 win and then move on. It depends on how that looks. Uh, yeah. If it's like, you know, 24 17 for, you know, third quarter, we get one late touchdown. No, I'm not happy with that. But if it's 31 to seven at one point, Michigan State throws on a couple late touchdowns, I'm yeah. okay with it. Okay. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just, there's no reason we shouldn't blow these guys out. Right. I will say the, the, the bye week definitely helped Michigan State a little bit healthier. They yeah. really needed a break uh, when they did in the season to kind of just reset the, reset the, the system. Uh, but I don't know. That's just the way I feel. It, it's a, it's a, it's cover the spreader bust in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And like, yeah, you said, we're trying to get out of this, uh, this discussion. We just want to watch the game, but right. Cause if Michigan state keeps it close, that's what they'll say. Right. We, they'll, they'll say we have one of our worst teams in years. And this is supposed to be one of your best teams. In and years. you didn't drill us and you didn't drill us. So puck's <laughs> still coming. What if Tuck beats Jim Harbaugh? What would Matt? Do you think that this pod would just dissolve and we'd never record yeah. another one? Yeah, we might as well not do it anymore. It'd be bad. <laughs> It'd be bad. It'd be, lucky, lucky they got to Indy last year and they and they won the Big Ten because if he started off zero three versus Tucker, I tell you what, that's like kind of what I love about this Robert man. It's it's kind of the it's it, even if Michigan loses, it's still kind of there's some fun to it because like, mm. it's it's always is like some crazy game or. It's what makes sports great. If Michigan State somehow pulled up this crazy upset, I mean, East Lansing would be in, unbelievable. We picked the wrong tailgating spot. If that's yeah, game. I mean, trouble it, with the punt. Spe- uh, speaking of that, I was I was there for that game. I was tailgating, really? and yeah, that was a, an interesting atmosphere. <laughs> I remember <laughs> vividly, vividly. I we didn't go to the game. Same same idea. Tailgated and watched. It was silent. When that play happened, you could hear the Michigan State fans in the big house cheering. That it was, it was oh. an insane scene. You could hear beer bottles smashing in the street, and you immediately try to pack up and get out of there as quick as you could. No, we were staying. We had some buddies who live right next to the big house, so we were we were staying there. Nice. But nice. it was yeah. like ridiculous, man. So hopefully you don't have to experience that, Jared. Hopefully you're hopefully you're just riding high and enjoying a nice blowout. All right, go blue. Prep Spotlight coming up next.
AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. All right, guys. Well, we've been talking about the Michigan high school football playoffs coming up here for quite a while now. You know, we've been anticipating with our prep spotlight, the playoffs coming and they're already here. It's kind of crazy to think about. So joining us in the prep spotlight for the second time is Sam Ali. You can follow him on Twitter at Sam Ali Sports. He's a mid-Michigan now sports director. So he's plugged into the scene. And uh, like I said, second time on. So a, a returning prep spotlight guest. So Thanks for joining us, Sam. You, you pumped for the playoffs or what? First of all, are we allowed to to humble brag at all? Sure. Sure. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Who was hyping up Corona before the season started? <laughs> yes, sir. True. Now, true. they faltered a little bit, Sam. I mean, they're faltering a little bit. <laughs> that's what, we were, that's what we were talking about before we recorded. Ted Ted called their game, um, you know, a couple nights ago against OE. So he, he saw it firsthand. Instant but, classic. Yeah, yeah. they definitely. So, I mean, let's start right there. So Corona, um, you know, they, they finished the season cause they lost against Ovidelsi finished the season at seven and two, but still, still a great regular season for the Cavaliers division five. And they're opening with Williamston, a tough team. Ted, you actually said you called one of their games earlier this year, yeah. very similar style to Corona, but they get to host. They'll be at Nick and field, Corona hosting Williamston, uh, they're in a, the rest of the district, uh, Olivet, Portland, some other really good teams. If you had to look at that one, what are you thinking? Are you, are you still hyping up Corona or are you thinking they got a tough one against Williamston? I think it'll be tough just because you're looking at two seven and two teams and it looks like 57.8 in terms of the points and Williamston's at 53. So should be evenly matched. And when it comes to those games, you really got to stick with the home team and Corona's just got that ability, guys, to run the ball, play, yeah. you know, clock control. And when they got to take a shot downfield, they can do it. And that's really sometimes the difference when it comes to the playoffs. It seems like everyone's kind of run centric. But when you can throw and actually have the threat of throwing, right, that's right. a huge, huge difference. I would still give them the, to be the favorites in their game. So a lot of the teams in our area, there's, you know, there's Davison, Corona uh, is one of them, Portland, Williamson, a uh, ton of solid teams. I don't think there's anyone that really stands out above the pack, maybe a Duran. Uh, I asked you this question, I believe, first time we had you on earlier on in the year. Now that you see how the matchups have kind of laid out, is there a team you think has maybe the best chance in our area to end up making it to Ford Field? It's, it's, I, I, I feel like it's a cop out, but Frankenmuth, I've just, I've <laughs> yeah. seen, I've seen their games. It's not just that offense. Their defense is like is holding teams to like 
six points per game. They had like three shutouts. They've beaten quality teams in, you know, in that, you know, process, but man, they are just so good. And if you want to play a low scoring game, we learned that in the, in the, in the Freeland game, that if you want to go low scoring with them, they can hang with you. And, you know, they ended up shutting out Freeland. And if you, they want them to put up points on the board, they can do that. They've honestly been the best looking team that, that I've seen this season. You know, and by the way, avoided we, their district. So that's a good thing. <laughs> absolutely. By the way, we're brought to you. This segment brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. And Sam, um, in the upper divisions, would you say Davison maybe ready for another run? Uh, may a deep run. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. A state title run. I, I don't know. I'm just looking at this, uh, you know, are they in the same set? Okay. Making sure they're not in the same side as like Belleville and all right. those other teams. Some of these division one teams are so good and it's just going to yeah. be a struggle for them. I mean, I could definitely see them making it to the regional, the, the you know, regional final. I don't know, oh, man, it's, it's just going to be really tough for them when you've got right. Rockford and Brighton on their side. And then even if they can get past that, you know, to get onto Belleville, I mean, Division One is going to be tough for them, but they'll they'll have it. Yeah. yeah, and I saw Rockford just made a huge statement when they they smoked Don't Caledonia win. on Friday. So I mean, they're the Rockford's always good. I feel like, but I mean, with with that win, you know, you got to think, geez, they're about ready to make a run. Jared mentioned Durand. I don't know how much you've covered Durand or oh. paid attention to their story. We we had their head coach on a few weeks ago, and so you know we you know, close, close to where we grew up. So, you know, we kind of keep an eye on the railroaders. Do you, are, are you buying, buying their stock or you think like maybe a little bit of fool's gold with with that offense that they're running kind of, kind of similar to Frankenmuth a little bit. Exactly. And the toughest part is that they're all excited, undefeated for the first time in forever and some yeah. quality wins down the stretch when people were questioning if this team is real. And then they're matched up, I believe against the defending state champions. Lansing Catholic. Catholic, yeah, a little bit down though. Uh, that that's that championship. You're talking about experience against a little inexperienced, and I believe what I right. was looking it up. Uh, Durand, they 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 faced Durand in the first round last year, and then uh, knocking them off and ending their season. Yeah. So there's a little bit of familiarity with their. Uh, at the end of the day, we those the quality wins at the end of the season made us feel like that this is not a team that's just going to get blown out. Or just you know you know blown out of the water in the first round, no matter who they're facing. So I give them as good of a shot as anyone else, but man, they're going to be tested right out of the gate. You keep doubting this team, they're probably going to keep proving you wrong. It's kind of like in college football, like you know this year Alabama has you know looked a little human, but if they get to the playoff or if they get you know it, it's that experience. It's kind of mm -hmm. what you're talking about. They've been there. Nick Saban's been there. They know what they're doing, even if they're a little down. So it's kind of like New Lothrop. I mean, Durand beat New Lothrop with a, a big statement win for Durand, and, and they end up in a district with Puwama Westphalia, who's a little down this year, but still it's it's PW. So, like, is that – you think New Lothrop has a chance to make a run? Have you paid attention to the Hornets, or uh, you, you think this isn't a year for them? I It goes back to the experience. It's that same coaching staff. They know what yeah. it takes to win. When it comes to – at the end of the day, now we're moving into – do or die. We're moving right. into the one every week could be your last week. Um, you just can't count out a team like that, that has that experience, that has that winning championship experience. It's one thing when you're getting to the playoffs and losing, 
you know, in the, you know, in the first round or in the second round, these guys know what it takes to move on. And I really think they'll be able to, to, to write the ship. I don't know how deep they'll be able to go, but they'll, they'll pull off some wins. They're, they're not good. They're definitely not going to be a one and done. You know, I'm all on the railroad train. I'm going to tell you that right now. And He's you know, his tickets. The tickets are bought. I bought the tickets. And and Sam, you know, I go back a long way against Duran when I played in high school, and they were our biggest rival. So it's a little tough to come out and say that. But they are, they're, I mean, they're for real. I mean, they downed uh, Marine City, which was ranked number five in week nine. So they're rolling into the playoffs. I do agree, you know, the uh, the experience factor could be in effect. But the question I have for you, uh, do you follow it, the eight-man game much as well? Because I know Merrill's having a fantastic uh, season up in your territory and, and some of the other teams up there in eight-man football, which has become really popular for the, the smaller school districts. It's become really popular, but just my humble opinion, the UP – just owns eight-man football right now. I don't know mm-hmm. who's going to be able to knock off teams like uh, Powers North Central. Munising is playing extremely well. Um, they've really, really owned it, and it kind of lends itself to those small communities who I was there at the very beginning of eight-man up there in the UP when the uh, the communities were so against it. So you're talking about these historic, oh. uh, you know, a, 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 a school like Munising that was so, you know, had so much tradition and then had to, they felt like downgrade to eight man. Hey, it's still right. the same. It's still football. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to play the game. Um, I I don't see anyone getting past any of those teams. Uh, they're probably going to be cruising to the, to the championship. Yeah. Are there any matchups that you're, you know, the brackets just came out. So, I mean, it's, it's still, you know, digesting the brackets, but any districts, any matchups, anything that you're looking at that you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to see who who wins this or, you know, anything like that? I'm excited for the uh, the rematch, Lapeer and Clarkston. I don't know. I, yeah. I still think Lapeer has got – they've got the the ammo. They've, they've, they've still got the weapons to pull off. And it would be a – I wouldn't even call it an upset. It would be a mild upset, and then we'll see what happens with Davison and Grand Black. If we can see Davison and Lapeer again and then – when you see it, you know, they just played them. So yeah. it's still fresh in their minds. It, it wouldn't be a gimme that Davison all will probably blow them out again. I don't know. Lapeer, Lapeer, we can't disregard what they did the entire season just because right. of what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. I love their nickname too, the Lapeer Lightning. That lightning yeah, just kind of rolls off the tongue. It lends itself to highlights because then you can be like, and the lightning oh, yeah. strike again. Yeah, <laughs> almost so writes awesome. itself, right? <laughs> well, well, Sam, we uh, we really enjoy what you do there. Uh, before we sign off, and we appreciate you taking the time out to join us here on a, on a full podcast because we're all over the prep scene and and the football playoffs. This is awesome. You took time out. Tell our listeners again the best way to to check out what you do. You can check us out, of course, on Twitter is basically where I live uh, at Sam mm-hmm. Ali Sports, and then on Facebook. Uh, is the same Sam Ali Sports right there. And then you can go to our website, midmichigannow.com, where we've got all the updates. Just uploaded all the brackets right now. So you can take a look and, and see of our, of our local teams. I believe I counted about 35 right wow. around there of our mid Michigan teams that are going to be in the playoffs. And then, of course, check us out on uh, Fox 66, NBC 25, 5 and 6, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 10 p.m and 11 p.m. Might be later, though, because we're going to have the World Series, guys. So All right, on, right. on Fox, we're going to have those games where we're going to be, you know, doing football highlights at, like, 2 a.m. Yeah, so. okay. 
I remember those days, Jared, Jared, you might too, because we we started off at a, a local, the Fox station in Grand Rapids. And I remember when baseball was on Fox, you were just kicked back, waiting yeah. for those games to end. So no, that's I funny remember, you say that. Uh, World Series, whatever year, I think it was when the, when the Red Sox won it, you know, 2018 or whenever that was. And there was like a yes. 15, 16, 17 inning game that we had to wait for it to yeah. Yeah. go. Read that was a rough time. I was at a Fox affiliate then. We didn't get out to like 4.30. We were looking yeah. for a Denny's afterwards to try <laughs> oh to find my. somewhere to eat. We were just, it was just so bad. But, um, yeah, we'll have all that. And then, of course, uh, like I mentioned, we'll have the World Series on Fox as well. Be sure to tune in for that. All right, awesome. Sam Ali, for the win. Thanks for joining us again, Sam. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Well, next up on the Prep Spotlight, we have a first-time guest, but uh, have really enjoyed what he has done on TV, Brandon Green of ABC 12, uh, star of the Highlight Zone. But uh, before we talk to you about some of the teams in our area, uh, since it is your first-time appearance, give us a little background how you made it over to the Flynn area and on the air. Um, wow. <laughs> I was in South Dakota before I came to Flint oh, wow. um, in Sioux Falls at KDLT. Um, it's Basically, where I cut my teeth for nine months out there covering coyotes, jackrabbits, all the high school sports out there. Nice. Uh, that was my first job out of college, too. So um, nine months, fast forward, um, TV station got bought, decided not to stay, and just moved on to Flint. Like, and, wow. Yeah. And the real draw that brought me to Flint was um, I came on a visit, and just hearing like all the history like behind it and what sports means to Flint, obviously the Flintstones. And then like, I don't, it, you'll be hard pressed to find um, another city that has four NBA players, prominent right. NBA players that people know who they are. So um, it's a special place. It's a very yeah. special place. No, Flint's cool. I mean, we, we, we grew up, you know, about 20 minutes outside of Flint, but Definitely. My, my parents are from Flint. Ted has Flint connections. Everyone, you know, Jared too. So yeah, we, we definitely understand what Flint's about. It's really cool. Especially ABC 12. We were talking before, right. before right. we started recording. It's a, it's a, like a deep history of sports directors and sports <laughs> anchors at ABC 12, the Greg Molzins, the Ed Phelps and all that. So like, is it, you know, you mentioned going through the tapes, is it kind of cool going through the archives of ABC 12? Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's kind of like every day, t- every day you walk in, you're chasing ghosts. <laughs> uh, so to speak, <laughs> because everybody still talks about those guys. Yeah. Um, another one to mention in there is Ryan Slocum, too, yeah, uh, right. in, in his storytelling. So when you look at all their old stuff and what they used to do, it, it like makes you go to another level and makes you appreciate what you do even more. So That's you're it. originally from like the DMV area. Um, yeah been in Michigan for you know a short period of time what do you what do you make of the Friday Night Lights uh is it at least compared to what uh to where you came come from uh how does it stack up it's it's right up there um I would say Maryland um for me is just a little bit um better so to speak like more energy and that's just because um I grew up there and I know the history yeah and then um there's a big separation between private schools and public schools in Maryland like the private schools, DeMatha, Gonzaga, St. John's, that whole WCAC, like you're walking out there, you're seeing probably, what, 12 to 15 NFL players on the field at one time. Like Caleb Williams over there at USC, I remember watching him for Gonzaga football going up against DeMatha. Right. Um, So it's just like the talent level is just 
it's just different, which you yeah. get that here. Um, when you go to some of these bigger schools, yeah, it's right. like you see that type of talent level. But uh, yeah, the DMV is different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you ever go to Friday night, uh, make sure to head over to like a DeMatha or somewhere like yeah. that. It's like a college, for real college type atmosphere. Yeah. Yep. Speaking you know, of uh, talking about all the talent and stuff, one that's kind of close to us, we've had him on the podcast, Brendan Sullivan, now starting down at Northwestern. Right. Which is, he's starting, <laughs> you know, he's a starting quarterback down there. Played at Davison, though, and I know, you know, Davison is a traditional power in the Flint area. What do you think about their draw? Are you thinking Davison is poised for a little run to Ford Field, or do you think they've, they've got a tough draw there? It's looking that way, but there, that bracket is tough um, because we all knew last week um, when they were going up against Lapeer, that was basically they were playing for the number one seed right. in that bracket. Uh, so it was that was a huge win for them, and then they just beat Grand Blank two weeks ago. But you always know in these type of matchups that anything could happen because when yeah. Davidson played Grand Blank this year, GB was up fourteen to nothing in a blink of an eye, and then Davidson just routed off all those points straight. But anything can happen in those games. So if, if you don't bring your A game, you may be going home that night because then. Like, once you get past Grant Blank, which they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you, mm-hmm. then you have to deal with Lapeer and Clarkston. <laughs> and you've seen both of those teams earlier this year, too. So right. it's just, um, yeah, that, that's one of the more interesting brackets. But Davidson, is, they're just so complete. Um, but what I like about them is their offense and their defensive line is just nasty. They got a bunch of big dudes that just like to play football and get dirty. And that's what you need in the playoffs to control both line of scrimmages. So it's going to be interesting um, to see how much they throw it out with Braylon Himalayan and Henry Karstarf in the third, because he's (laughs) Henry has really come on these past couple weeks, but they also got AJ Hill and then Jalen Flowers back there toting the rock. So they could, they could cut you a, a lot of different ways. Yeah. You know, in the, you're in the Flint area, and, and you get a chance to cover the bigger schools. But I, here in mid-Michigan, you know, we cover some of the smaller schools, like our alma mater, the Corona Cavaliers, are having a nice season. They've faltered, you know, they faltered a couple games this year, but they still have a lot of talent. But really, I mean, the story of the year is the Duran Railroaders in oh, our right. area, undefeated, first time since, I think, 1982 they've gone 9-0. and And I think yep. it even goes back to the 70s when they finished undefeated uh, tell us about maybe some of the input you've been getting from uh railroaderville over there <laughs> so we went to a couple games uh, for them this year but this past friday was like my first time actually going to a duran game since i moved here mm-hmm. yeah. it's like an atmosphere you'll you'll <laughs> you won't find it um because it seems like the whole town is at these games no but they then, are no they are <laughs> the whole town is there <laughs> the thing that's cool is that I thought was really dope is they had the uh, like railroad signs and yeah. stuff on the scoreboard. That light up. Scored, it would go up. To, I was like, yeah, nah, that that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to ask you this: Did you get jumped out of your shorts when they blew that train horn for the first time? Yeah, I mean, um, a little bit because I got there like right before halftime, so I heard it at uh, okay. halftime. So it wasn't like it like scared me a little bit. Yeah. It still it still threw me off. I'm not gonna lie. Like, hey. You think like a train's like gonna go past like the end zone or something right. like that? But uh, their football team is like 
really good. I yeah. wish I could have stayed longer. I was only there for the third quarter uh, when they were playing Marine City. But right. Gabe Lynn, Jesus, um, he he had one of the best quarters I've I've seen in a long time. He had like a twenty-five yard touchdown run. Flipped that next series for the for the uh, Marine City. He got an interception. Yep. Took that back to the house. <laughs> Two series later, he scores from 51 yards out. I'm like, this team is for real because um, you see what they did in the MMAC this year, like just breezing through Montrose, Lothrop, which you think like, okay, like they could do that. Like, but then like to see it up close, you it like um, it really set it in stone for me that these dudes are for real, like, and they're ready to play some football. They they play a style of football that's going to translate into the playoffs. They can run. Yeah. They've got a they've got an <laughs> offensive line that ba- that's basically like a a GLIAC offensive line. You know, a bunch of guys that could probably play D two football, maybe D one. You know, smaller D one, and they can run the ball. So I mean, I'm very curious to see how far they go because, at least my memory, Ted's memory. You know, we we all played against Durand. You know, they've been up and down. So to see them mm-hmm. up, I mean, up like this, up. It, it it's really cool to see. It, Ted mentioned Corona. I know you guys um, have covered them a little bit too. Seven and two, like like Ted kind of mentioned, they're matched up against Williamston. Are right, you have any thoughts on that um, bracket that or that side of the bracket? I guess that district. You think Corona is gonna maybe make a little run, or you think they're uh, you know maybe like one or two games in, and that might be their their peak? I guess it's all gonna come down to defense for Corona. Um, because we all know their offense could put up points. Yeah. We, we obviously know that. But you look at these tight games, like they pulled it out against Swartz Creek, but then the next week they turn around and lose to Ovid Elsie. Um, right. It's just – it's all about those, like, little situations. Because um, their quarterback is – correct me if I'm wrong – Wyatt Bauer, right? Yep. Big kid, can throw it, can run it. He's basically Cam Newton. Right. <laughs> 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 offense. He's you know what you're gonna get from him, but it's just like all like you know, th- those like little pieces like mm-hmm. the D line, the secondary, making sure like there's no mess ups. Um, because yep. I just gotta look at this William team real Williamston team real quick. Williamston seven and two also pretty similar style. I mean, Ted Ted called the Ovid Elsie game a couple nights ago, Coronas. And what mm-hmm. how many times did they fumble, Ted? I they mean fumbled seven times, two muffs and geez. five fumbles, and that right. cost them. And then they had a two point conversion should have got it so for the win but Williamson has a very good quarterback and uh they got some talent I think it's a they match up well if, if you yeah. want in my opinion so it's gonna be a good good matchup in that first round of course Portland always very strong and they're on the other side of the bracket and Corona I think also geez I'm taking over the conversation but uh they're <laughs> they're strong at home but you know they've they've had a little weakness on the road they got drilled by Goodrich and Goodrich is a very good team and uh you know so they'll protect the home turf Probably they'll play a real good game, toss up on win or lose, but then they'll have a tough matchup probably with Portland. There, and in the play, it's just all about. To be honest, it's just all about who really gets hot. Yeah, talking about this, um, it's just the run game. Like if you can run the ball, and you can control the clock and really put pressure on the other team, then you could basically control the game, do whatever you want to do. So yeah. it's going to come down to that for the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. It, I asked the same question to uh, Sam, who we had on uh, this pod as well. Um, it's four field or bust, uh, if, we're, if we're being honest, for you know a lot of these teams uh, or just right. who, who, who people end up caring about at the end of the year. 
So if you had to pick one team, you know, maybe it's Davis and maybe it's Duran. Uh, if you had to pick one team you think that has the best chance of making it to Ford Field this year, uh, who would you who would you pick? I think it's Frank and Moose year. Um <laughs> <laughs> Same answer Sam Ad. Yeah, that's yeah, they're legit. Cause I watched this ever since I got here, Frank and Moose. I don't think I ever seen them lose a regular season game, which <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's trans for them. It just hasn't translated to Ford field yet. So it's like, right. how many times you got to knock on the door before they finally kick it down? Um, right. Cause that's my thing. Cause you have to love they, it every single year they have a quarterback that can throw it on time. They have a running back. That's like a little smaller, but he's, he's big. He's stocky. And yep. fast, and their offensive line is going to create some holes that you didn't even think was going to be there. Like that's as every year, and their defense is going to come at you, and they're going to hit you. Mm-hmm. There you that, go. Put all that together, that like, yeah, good formula. At one point, that's going to get you to four field. Well, that's a good way to end it here, Brandon. We appreciate the time, and I just was going to ask you. Uh, you got a nice little uh, teamwork on your Friday nights there with your new guy, Yosef. You both yeah. do a great job with the highlights. We appreciate what you do. Tell our listeners uh, the best way to follow you. Best way to follow us is on social media. Get on Twitter. I'm on Instagram too at B Green Reports. Facebook as well. We post a lot on there, but also abc12.com um, or just channel 12. There you go. <laughs> sure. Well, keep up the good work. We appreciate the time, Brandon. No problem. You fellas Thank have you. a great night. You too. Right. Thank you. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state of the art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capital Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. All right, guys. Uh, it's it's the best time of year, man. I mean, it, it, it's it's this and then it's March Madness for high mm-hmm. school sports. It's they're They're both great in their different ways. Um, selection Sunday, man. It, it's it's there's so much hope, so much uh, excitement in the air. Uh, I mean, I loved watching the selection show on Valley, man, because I loved watching seeing all the different look in lives of the different watch parties. I mean, That's I saw cool. Rockford's look like Rockford fit their entire team into somebody's basement. I mean, must have been a mansion, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me for the area. No, but that was a little shot that I saw. Um, it's just a lot of fun. But uh, one thing I want to throw out before we maybe dive into some of the specific games and stuff. Uh, it really clicked when I saw the Jason Hutton live tweeting the Caledonia Rockford uh, game this past Friday. Uh, and I thought the same thing when we did that game last year uh, and the same thing when I worked at Fox 17. But, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of games, uh, you know, on the east side of the state this year, Detroit, seeing the best teams that Detroit has to offer. You know, my whole life I spent it in mid-Michigan seeing all the best teams that Flint Lansing had to offer. Uh, we, we went up to Traverse City Central. I've seen up north games. I've seen that atmosphere. Uh, spent a few years, you know, at Fox 17 covering the West side. And Matt, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts, Ted, you as well, having maybe not gone all over the state, uh, but definitely been Michigan. I think the West side of the state has the best atmosphere, the best teams, pound for pound, go to a random uh, game, you know, on, on the West side, it's going to be two pretty solid teams uh, that the crowd's going to be good. It's going to be a turf football field. It's going to be a beautiful stadium. Uh, in, in my opinion, uh, you know, my short young uh, life, 
I really do think the West side has has the best high school football, Michigan high school football. When you think yeah. of that, you think of West Michigan. What do you guys think? I mean, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear what Ted Ted has to say. He's been doing it much longer than us. But uh, I remember having like an eye-opening experience the first time I started covering high school football for Fox 17, going to Rockford, going to Lowell, going to East Grand Rapids, yep. and just being like, oh, my God, this is – this is not Durand. This is not Ovid Elsie. This is not even, even and that's know, not a knock at them either. No, 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 not not a knock at all. Because though, see, like I, I think, I think I appreciate both. So mm-hmm. obviously, Rockford, when they've got ten thousand people there at that amazing stadium, is awesome. Like you said, it's maybe one of the best Muskegon it, when when that when that place is full. It's maybe one of the best atmospheres in the state. But uh, biased. When we when we were playing in the playoffs and even through the regular season at Nick and Nice Field, that place was jam packed and it was four deep around the fence and they had to bring extra bleachers <laughs> in for the visitors. That also is an awesome atmosphere. Take those smaller communities like Durand, like Brandon talking about the the uh, the railroad signs and all that stuff at yeah. Durand and the train whistle. Like that's just as cool as in East Grand Rapids or some of these other ones. You just have to appreciate it a little differently. Right. And then Owasso, obviously. Owasso's Field might be one of the coolest settings in Michigan. Now, obviously, they don't fill it up like Rockford, maybe. But that setting has to be one of the, the coolest the, high school football in Michigan. Mm-hmm. The second they get turf on that thing, man, it's going to be hosting semifinal games. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know when they're going to do it. Maybe. I mean, they already did their bonds or whatever. So maybe we're a bit of ways from them getting turf. But as soon as they do, Ted's going to be sitting up there on a semifinal Saturday and calling a game. Hopefully I'm still above ground by that time. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, to, to answer your question, uh, yeah, my heart's obviously right here in mid-Michigan, but you you can't argue what what's going on in West Michigan, the success of the teams there year in and year out. Yeah. The facilities, every time, every time we had to go over there and broadcast a game in one of those stadiums, it's just awe inspiring. And you know, the it's first class accommodations all the way. So uh, it, it, it's hard to argue that, but to Matt's point too, when you get a big, big game at uh, Corona Nickany stadium and there's four deep along the sidelines and the visiting stands jam-packed, the home stands jam-packed, the game's live on the radio. There might be some live video there. That's a great atmosphere too. Yeah. So that's, I it. agree with Jared's open, you know, this is one of the best times of year. Yeah. Well, it is, man. I, and I remember, I think we've probably talked about it in years past. I, I remember, man, the, the juice is flowing. We were sitting at little Caesars in Corona on our, my, my senior year waiting for the selections. Fox Sports Detroit back then, not not Valley Sports Detroit, but you know it's just so cool, man. The whole community is bought in. You know, we we knew we were going to be hosting a game, so you know all, everyone in Corona is going to be there. Uh-huh. And you you were broadcasting the game, Ted, so we knew we were on the radio. We knew we were going to be on ABC twelve. We knew we were going to be on you know Fox sixty six, Fox four. You know, it's just like it's that whole thing. I think Ted or Jared, you mentioned it when we were talking to John Webb, uh, Duran's head coach. Like the kids just soaking it in. Like what what a time now looking back. We're older, we're wiser now. You know what? Like looking Hopefully. back, it's like, man, there's a lot of other things that you do in your life that are fantastic. But it's like that's like the time of your life, man. You got nothing to worry about. You just playing high school football with the kids that you that your friends that you grew up with. I'm getting up on a soapbox and I'm starting to preach. But man, it's a it's such a cool time. I it's you know, when when you start talking about it again, it's like, man, that 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 really was fun. It really is. Before we get into, uh, you know, Corona, I know we want to talk about them. I just want to throw out a couple of uh, things of note uh, on, on kind of what we've been covering on the east side. 
great opening round matchup that we're going to be doing. Uh, West Bloomfield versus Cast Tech. Cast Tech barely snuck into the playoffs, believe it or not, which is crazy to say, man. When I say they're so loaded with talent, it's just unbelievable what you get to watch on Friday nights on the east side. Talent, I'll give it to the east side of the state. But yeah. atmosphere and every all the pageantry of what I think high school football is, it's it's mid-Michigan. It's the west side. But uh, that's going to be a very fun one. Cast Tech versus West Bloomfield. I mean, D1 talent all over the field. That's kind of like uh, your bad luck draw, Matt, back when you were in high school. Kind of two very, very good teams, just given the vicinity. Uh, they have to match up Corona versus Grand Rapids South Christian back in the 2 playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, another great one that I, I wanted to throw out is uh, – and this is just not even a game. It's just a team, man. We had the privilege of covering Belleville versus Brighton this past Saturday. Belleville rolled in two unbeaten teams. Brighton, an 8-0 undefeated D1 school. We know Brighton's legit. Great coach, coach Brian Lemons. And Belleville put a running clock on them. They <laughs> are legit. I, I, we can talk about this this D1, uh, how it's up in the air. I still think it's Belleville's to lose, man. They are impressive. <laughs> Their quarterback, Bryce Underwood, number one ranked sophomore in the entire country. And wow, the real deal. I mean, sophomore, sophomore. If you saw last year's state finals, uh, I think he had five five passing touchdowns as a true freshman. Shades of J. Rue Campbell, except this guy's ten times better than J. Rue. Man, it's a blast to see him throw. The, my favorite part about him as a high school quarterback, he threw it to eight different receivers on wow. Saturday. I mean, how often do you see that? And, and the thing as is, a great runner. He never uses his legs. He doesn't need to. Uh, that's kind of like one of those things, man, if, if you have to run or if you have to throw, if you can just pick somebody apart in the pocket uh, in high school football level, especially, I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, they are in- incredibly good. Uh, they have a defensive coordinator, Bill Sheridan, I believe is his name, former NFL coach. NFL and uh, college. Yeah, NFL and college. I mean, talk about just the perfect blend of, of coaching and just talent all over the field. I mean, it's going to be tough for anybody to take them down. They are definitely the runaway favorite, in my opinion, in a D1. They are damn good. Yeah. Well, let's briefly here get into our area just a bit. I mean, our Crenna Cavaliers, a couple tough road losses this year. You know, the one uh, Friday night, uh, give all the credit to Ovid Elsie because uh, the comments we were making in that third and fourth quarter was Crenna just couldn't put them away. Ovid Elsie just kept sticking in there. Crenna helped them a lot by fumbling the ball, but uh, it was it was it's a cliche, but it definitely was an instant classic the way that game finished. In fact, we were talking off off air about. The one second to go in regulation, uh, the Ovid Elsie kid, a foreign exchange student from France, wow. drilled the ball, and I called it good at first. I said, it's good, you know, and all of a sudden I see the referee waving it off, and everybody in the press box is going, what on earth is happening here? You know, it was that close. So it was one second. They go to overtime. Ovid Elsie scores, kicks the, the PAT, Corona scores on their possession, and then they run the, the swinging gate have the center, the guy that snaps the ball, open in the end zone, pretty open, and just couldn't complete it. It was tipped up and intercepted, and Ovid Elsie went wild. And it was it was such a great atmosphere because you guys have played at Ovid Elsie, I think. I don't know you know, what kind of atmosphere it was when you played, but it's a neat little stadium. You know, we talk about Wilman all the time, but they have the sunken field and the, and yep. the home stands are cut right into the hill. Yeah. But now they have turf. And for the very first time, they brought out all maize uniforms. It was just a tremendous. They were coming for love, man. And and it's it's a bummer for Corona. We're all Corona guys. Yeah. I yeah. I talked last week how important it was to win that last regular season yeah. game. I mean, we we were floundering. My, I just to bring it back. I, nobody wants to hear about my damn secret my career, but at least <laughs> I could draw this parallel. We were kind of floundering uh, my senior year, heading into Week Nine against right. Chesney. Had a bit of a tune-up game. Ted, you probably remember, beat him by oh, like yeah. 60, I think. 
Uh, and we were just rolling high heading into playoffs. I wonder if a loss like that, you know, overtime, had a, had the game right in their grasp, had a guy open in the end zone, just missed him. Uh, I wonder how much that'll haunt them. And they're going to need they're going to be need their A game uh, against Williamson. And and I, I got to throw yeah. this out there, man. What a fun little side story. Former Corona coach Kyle Robinson, now special yeah. teams coordinator at Williamson. I mean, wouldn't it be almost just kind of hilarious if they just had some perfectly dialed up like reverse on a kicker turn or something like that? Yeah. That that just to bring a little extra juice to the press box up there, Ted. I mean, how, oh, how yeah. much do you think uh, special teams could play in this game? Well, let me tell you this. They they instituted the swinging gate, so it won't be any surprise for Corona because they they brought that out against St. John, and I know right That's where funny. that came from. Yep. That's funny. We, and we talked about Corona. Is this so Williamston is this Friday? I would assume they're playing Friday night. Yeah, uh, pretty much everybody is. Yeah, at, at Nick and East Field. So that that's yep. going to be a great game. And then a couple other teams. You know, we talked to uh, Brian Calloway about Portland. He brought up Olivet also, potential teams that Corona could see if they advance. Yeah. And, um, you know, that it's a little bit of a tough draw. But like you said, I mean, they they faltered a couple times, but they've been playing really well. If they play their game, they they definitely could win that district. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fun one. It's kind of like a district of death. I feel like Team USA in the World Cup every year. They're always, quote unquote, in the in the region of death. That's kind of what that feels like. Four pretty solid teams. I would say Portland's probably the favorite, but I wouldn't put them as more of a touchdown favorite than whoever wins the Corona Williamson game. Uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. That's a classic old CAAC White uh, conference uh, region right there that, I, that I'm excited to see the winner of. It is. You know, and in the, on the Division Six, they got a nice little district there with Duran taking on Lansing Catholic and on the other side of the bracket, Almont taking on Ovidelsi. And you could see a rematch of Ovidelsi and Duran. And as you mentioned, Jared, Ovidelsi's got to be flying high into this game, you know, even though it will be uh, a road game. Never know what can happen with the Marauders. They feel pretty good right now. And like we said, I, I don't remember if it was Sam. I, th- I think it was Sam Ali said, you know, about there's something about teams that have been there before, like yeah. a Pawama yeah. Westphalia. I think they're they're five and four this year. So for them, you know, a little bit down, but they've been there before. You know, they get it. Durand, you know, this is a little bit new to them. So is that going to play a factor? You know, are they a lo- riding a little too high type of thing? You know, are they are they just, you know, on fire and they I get think smacked they're on in, fire, they get smacked man. in the I face think... by right. I, I, no, I don't think so. But you know, yeah, last year's state champion is coming into Durand. You know, a little down, but it's still a good team. Here's the thing that I think is important for Durand. They are going to have home field advantage all the way up until that semifinal. And we, and we heard Brandon talking about that. I, Durand used to have a great. I remember the toughest place I ever played uh, high school basketball was against Durand, <laughs> and they great. had like one win that year. That I think you called that game. It was a it was oh, a yeah. villainous atmosphere. Ooh, that gym's, that so gym's tough. Like at that football field now that they're like undefeated rolling into playoffs, man. I mean, it's it, it makes me want to go see a game. Ted, I know you're kind of scratching at the bit to yeah. be able to call one of the games. I mean, that's the place to be on Friday nights uh, for the rest of the playoffs is, is whatever Durand is playing. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we've, we've talked about some of the other brackets too. I mean, you, you brought up Puamo Westphalia, even down at five and four. They're hosting their first game against Bath, and that's, that looks to set up a match, a rematch from many great games, PW yeah, and New Lothrop. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I know, man. I'm very curious to see how well, how that district shakes out. It's, it seems like two teams that are, are very proud, maybe having a couple down years, but. You get into playoffs, man. You get rolling a little bit. Win a win a game. Win a, win a game here. Uh, get some momentum rolling, and anything can happen. Well, you know, uh, and I think people forget. They look at the win loss record and maybe aren't into it as deep as some of us. 
I mean, they play a lot of bigger schools. You know, New Lothar's right. upsizing, and Pawama Westphalia, their their four losses are all the big time schools. So, yeah. there's that. Yeah, that's why they're hosting a first round game with four exactly. losses. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man, it is kind of funny seeing the. Like I know a three win team got in. I yep. mean, it, it's kind of bizarre seeing that. Like, I guess making playoffs doesn't really mean anything, but it's a lot better seeing that happen than what we used to happen in the past, where it's a very well deserving five and four team just happens to play a very tough schedule, right. happens uh, to get in in this new system. So yeah, I, I really, I really like this new system. I think it's the, probably the most fair way they've had ever since they started the playoff system. Yeah, I really, yeah. I really do. I agree. You know, before we sign off from uh, from our prep portion, I do got to send a shout out, volleyball shout out to Owasso senior Kendall M. She's going to be moving on to play at Saginaw Valley State University. She got her 1,000th kill against Clio this week. And Corona's Nalaji Sims, she's going on to play at Missouri State, also hit the 1,000 kill milestone in a three-set win over uh, Brandon. So a couple of good female athletes there winding down their careers. So uh, we keep an eye on everything, guys. When's the last time you went to Battle Creek, man, for uh, for uh, volleyball finals? Have you ever? Uh, yeah, I've been there. It's a great atmosphere. I went there, geez, I, time flies. Might have been seven or eight years ago. I think Corona had a really good volleyball team, and I went down there. And, it is and awesome. It. I tell you, that was one of those like very long days at Fox 17 when I was right. there from uh, left at, you know, maybe left the station at 7 a.m., didn't get back till about midnight. Yep. Uh, but it was very fun. I was very pleasantly surprised, man. Packed house, crowds loving it. The Pretty teams cool are arena. up. It is, it's a great environment. Yeah, it is. It's is cool. All right. Well, that's our prep spotlight for the week brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. And we're going to just briefly talk about the dynamic Detroit Lions right after this. Hey, gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease, and every 90 minutes, someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Well, as I told you guys, last week I was I officially moved the Lions to red zone. Um, this Sunday, <laughs> sadly, I've officially moved the Lions to... Off the calendar. Off the calendar. It's an nap time, man. I uh, woke up, saw the score, six to twenty-four. Dear God, man, this team is is dreadful. It's a new problem every week. One week it's the offense, one week it's the defense. Uh, it's just it's just dreary. I, I feel like there's a firing coming soon. I don't know if it's Aaron Glenn. He finally had a good week. It seemed. I don't know if it's the offense coordinator. I don't know if it's Dan Campbell himself. I, I I don't know what, but something needs to change. Uh, I mean, we we knew this season maybe would lead to this at some point. We didn't expect to be here already. Right. I didn't expect to be napping at this point, no. uh, especially week two after that Commanders big time win. I mean, we look damn good, man. Yeah. Uh, and now, sadly, we're just kind of realizing this is just another Lions team. Hutchinson had another sack today. Uh, I I was luckily, you know, that was before I finally passed out. I did get to see that with my own two eyes. Um, but it's just, it's just a struggle city, man. Detroit, just another dreadful Lions team. What else is new? Yeah, yeah. Hutchinson had a couple sacks, and yeah. one of the big adjustments was it looked like they started having him stand up to rush the passer, which he did at Michigan and had a lot of success with, and he hadn't been doing that all year. So I don't know if they just finally made that change. Like you said, Aaron Glenn, the defense, they, they played pretty well today. You know, Dak Prescott came back for the Cowboys, so maybe he, you know, was a little, a little rusty, rusty, you know, get getting back into it. But the defense – they did what they had to do. They ended up giving up 24, but really they were, they got stops. They were forcing punts. They forced a couple turnovers. You know, the defense played pretty well. 
the offense though, man, I just, I know people were just hyping up and we, we have been too. We've been saying the offense is playing pretty well all season, but it seems like if you look back at it, it's a little bit of fool's gold. They were in some shootouts, you know, where they were having to score points. They were down. So they were just having to throw it all over the yard to just score points. St. Brown got hurt again. Swift didn't come back. So yes, they're missing two of their key pieces on offense, but Jared Goff was just terrible today, two interceptions and a, and a fumble. And, you know, it's one of those things I've been saying all along. It's not like some prophecy or something like that, but he is who he is. He's going to have some games, like you said, against the commanders or other games where you're like, this dude could do it. He could win yeah. us eight, nine, 10 games. And then he has other games like this where you're like, there's a reason Sean McVay was so quick to get him out of there to get Matthew Stafford. And, I, I, yeah, I don't know if there, there's a firing. I think we've all said I don't, I don't think they're going to fire Dan Campbell. I, I feel like they're going to give him one more year just because the roster is so bad. I feel like maybe not, though. I mean, he's been pretty bad. They they may not give him another year. I don't know. You something's got to change. NFL? Something's got to change. You never know what the NFL my, – my biggest, I guess, disappointment this year, man, is we saw glimpses of greatness. DeAndre Swift. He just can't stay on the field. No. Same uh, with St. Brown. St. Brown right. started looking great. Now he can't stay on the field. So. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's all about the players. I mean, the coaches have a big, big part in the game too, but the players got to play. They can't be fumbling the ball. Um, you know, you got to produce on the field. And I, it, it all goes together with the mentality of the Lions. Here's how I see it. Here we are. It is disappointing. It's October 23rd as we record this, and they're done. You know, I'm joining Jared. You know, I'm going to be watching the Lions every week because I'm a dedicated Lion fan. (laughs) But, 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 but as I watch them, I will be probably counting on a nap second and third quarters. You know, as I'll kind of have the game on, listen a little bit. But I'm, I'm of the opinion right this moment, you. You ride it out the rest of this year. Let's yeah. give them the chance to to write the ship to at least some respectability. Personally, and I'm not the owner, so Sheila may end up canning somebody, but I ride it out. I ride it out with Campbell. I ride it out with the assistants. I, you know, their backs are against the wall. They're it's an embarrassing franchise. Let them run the year out and then see what happens. But if at the end of the year, it could be axe time for Campbell and the rest of the staff. They could do it. I don't know. But they got the rest of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, because it is partly like if you fire Aaron Glenn or you know whoever, right? It's kind of like, well, what's the point? It's It's not like you have. It's not like you have someone waiting, some like young guy waiting to be the next great defensive coordinator. So even even Dan Campbell, like, what are you going to have Aaron Glenn take over as head coach, or you know someone else, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm with you. Write it out. See what they do. You know, last year, the last few, three, four games of the year, they actually started playing pretty well. So, like you said, respectability. See if they mm-hmm. can win some games. But if it continues, if it continues like this, they're going to have to make some changes because it's not just about building a better roster. You got to develop. You've got to be able to coach these guys and stuff. So, Dan Campbell is um, he's getting close. That that hot seat or that seat must be getting warm over there. You'd have to think. <laughs> It's yeah. got and, to and be. like to a point, he he's got to be the same way because he's been the one that's you know he knows Detroit, he he played there, he wants to win all that. He's got to be saying the same thing, like man, this whatever we're doing is just not working. You know right. what I mean? Like he's got to quit. He's got to be just frustrated to answer the same damn questions in every press conference after the game. You know, it's always basically the same stuff. They just here's, here, here's the good news, man. 
it's looking like we're going to tank out the rest of the year. Shit is the right. worst thing in the world. We knew that this wasn't a Super Bowl. We're still not winning a Super Bowl, you know, even if we had the season from heaven this year. Still wasn't no. a Super Bowl contender. Right. Uh, loaded quarterback class coming in. Let's see who yep. we can get. Um, so just just keep counting down the days until the draft, man. Uh, and the draft's coming to Detroit in a couple of years. We'll probably have the number one pick that year, too. So <laughs> keep keep counting down the days of the draft. It's our favorite, year, favorite day of the year. Perfect way to end it, fellas. Let's just call this a podcast. It's been a lot of fun. It's been presented by Memorial Healthcare, home of the new Now Community Wellness Center. Don't forget their fall open house on November 16th for 4 to 7. Tours, raffles, smoothie samples, all kinds of good stuff going on, including 50% off enrollment fees to that great workout area. That's located on North Shiawassee Street in Owasso, Michigan. Also, our friends at SkyMint Cannabis, Michigan's leader in the industry. Many convenient locations throughout the entire state of Michigan. Use that coupon code 3.20 at the front of store for 20% off your first purchase. And also make sure you let all our other great local partners know you listen in and enjoy the program. They include AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, Pro Real Estate and Auction, NCG Cinemas. They uh, they are partnered up with us for that big Spartan Wolverine game at Rivals next week. Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Special thanks to Sam Ali and Brandon Green for joining us, giving their perspective on the high school playoffs. And don't forget to check out Chi-Town November 5th at the Bus Stop Bar and Grill in Birch Run. Our Z92.5 Game of the Week will be this Friday night uh, as we uh, record this. Not quite sure where we'll be, but I'm pretty sure it'll be in front of Ed Williamston. So until next week, so long, everybody. Peace and love. Be kind and thanks for listening. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.